Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song and a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 79 of the car wash. On today's show, we react to the CAF Champions League semi-finals, boycotting madness and the Bafana squad for the upcoming Kasafa Cup. Whether you are tuning in on slpodcast.coza, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mahi King 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Aiden, and of course, I am not alone. I am joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamalodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Sean Roberts. How are you doing, sir? I'm peachy. Thanks, Aidy. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm cold. <laughs> it's yeah. very cold. But chilly. But chilly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm also joined by former Bafana Bafana, Orlando Pirates and Mamalodi Sundowns star, Teko Medise. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dipili, Legalok. Exactly. <laughs> Like, Whatever he said. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> like always, we start the show off with the joke of the day. Sean, what have you got for us this week? Right. What did Jay-Z call his wife before they got married? Fiance. Wow, wow. Wow, Sean. Uh... <laughs> Come on, Teko. Deep down inside, there's a little guy there laughing. I can see it. What did Jay Z call? That's what everybody calls their. But Beyonce, fiance, so so. Fi, so I know. Fiance, fiance I know. is actually spelled F E Y O N C E. So that's that's the funny part, right? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, in this joke, fiance. Okay, okay, okay. That that makes okay. more sense. <laughs> yeah, in this joke. Jeez, tough, tough podcast. Yeah, no, rough Good crowd, work. right? <laughs> However, from there, we move into pole position. Pole position. Pole position is a segment of the show where we ask our fans and our supporters club a certain question and get voice note replies. This past weekend, we saw the first leg of the CAF Champions League semi-finals taking place and all eyes would have been on Kaiser Chiefs versus We Dad. Kaiser Chiefs did come out victorious in that game, winning 1-0, so we saw it fitting to ask, what do Kaiser Chiefs need to do to secure victory in the second leg? And here's what you all had to say. So my advice on the second leg is that they keep their cool heads and don't fix what's not broken. The Chiefs should throw all the guns. I think they're supposed to continue attacking on the second leg. To secure victory in the second leg, Kaiser uh, Chiefs must make sure that they don't concede uh, any goals. Kaiser Chiefs are the invisible dark horses of the race and we must keep on attacking. We make sure that we, we score at least one or two. What Kaiser Chiefs must do, they must not defend. They must play the way they were playing their away game. They must attack and uh, balance uh, their team. I'm a Gentlemen, what a historic day for Kaiser Chiefs, rewriting history in their club. Playing in their very first CAF Champions League tournament, they now have one foot in the finals. After listening to those fans' voice notes, if you were in charge, if you were Kaiser Chiefs, how would you approach the second leg? Would you, I don't know, start on the on the back foot and just defend, defend and hope for a breakaway goal? Or would you try go out there, not necessarily guns blazing, but get the early goal, get maybe one or two goals and then sit back and defend? Go out there, guns blazing, Baba. There is nothing to hide here, uh, Aiden. Like, one nil up, you got the way goal. I think it was the first gentleman that said on the voice notes, uh, on the, yeah, on the voice notes that it's, uh, there's, there's nothing to lose. And, and I think this is a great example of that. There's absolutely nothing to lose. Uh, um, 
There's no reason why Chiefs should be sitting back, especially at home. And there's no reason why I don't think Chiefs could get a, um, another clean sheet, 2-3-0 victory at home. I really believe that. So um, I think we could see history in the making here in terms of a convincing win uh, on aggregate as well as on the day. And um, yeah, man, this is this, this makes this is a great story for SA football. Just you can't say what effect a, a new coach has had on a, on a team, but they've certainly showed a, um, a sense of belief, a sense of unity, and um, I think that's yeah, it's 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 great to see a little bit of a change. We've always wanted this past 12 months. I think achieved. So um, I, I think guns blazing from the first minute, but obviously be cautious um, and. I, I believe it's going to be a convincing one for Chiefs. I really do. They've had lots of time to rest as well. Okay, okay. Teko, what do you make of this whole situation? How would you approach the game? Uh, <coughs> yeah. It's been a I long since I'd, he's played. Nah, I, I would... I would uh, because I understand when people are saying there's there's nothing to lose. There's a Champions League final spot to be lost. Mm. So it's important how you approach this game and how you set yourself up because also you don't want to be too defensive, but also you don't want to be too open for for Wida to come in and 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 and, and get that away goal because that's what's important. I think his Chiefs, they, they they need to to give themselves cushion and by saying so is getting that first goal because now they got an away goal and a home goal. So now that gives them a little bit of advantage. It gives them a little bit of room to breathe and to be able to play mm. with much confidence. I think that's what's important. And um, and 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 yes, if they do win, uh, going to the final. Um, I, for me, I'll really love to see Kitchis making history by actually winning the trophy by not being the first team in the since what what and being in the final. And the, uh, like those those type of histories to me don't make sense. Oh. Like, I just want to, if they say I made history, let me have something tangible to show. Because the Chiefs, if they're making history or the players that are making history, because the Chiefs, let them win it. It's better to say we made history by winning this type of trophy. Yeah. You know, I think I think if 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 they need to fancy themselves, they need to go into this game with, <clears throat> with confidence. They need to fancy themselves and 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 believe that they, they, they're capable of winning this game, irrespective of... How many goals we did scores and how many goals they win, they score. They just need to win this game by hook or crook. But they shouldn't shoot themselves in the foot by defending too deep and 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 allow Widad to come through because it's a problem. Once you do that, then you're playing against a team that also, you know, is used to the Champions League spots, is used to the Champions League space. They know how to win the games as well. So I think it's a little bit tricky for Kaiser Chiefs, but they do have an advantage. I think they need to take it. And I, I remember I was talking last week, Teko, that um, we weren't sure if uh, Stuart Baxter travelled with the team, but he did. Yeah. Um, he obviously wasn't on the You were not sure, my friend. You were not sure. I don't. You were not sure. You actually said Stuart He's travelling with the team. And I said, no. No. Was no, no. Oh, Aiden. Aiden. Can Aiden. we rewind, Aiden? Can we rewind? Aiden. Good day and welcome to the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, you know, I think I think it's fair to say, you know, there's no shame in being wrong. Cool. There's Thank proof. Yeah. It's out yeah. there on the interweb. But 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 I'm I'm just saying. So he, he did travel with the team, and um, and obviously he's going to be involved in. I'm not too sure if he can be on the bench or not this week, uh, or whenever the game is. I'm not too sure. I don't think so just yet. Um, 
but yeah, it, it makes a big difference having a, um, a big personality and, and someone who's been there, done that in, in terms of Stuart Baxter. And, and like we've said in the previous podcast, it's great to see two young coaches doing their thing, right? So it's like, I mean, it's, the, the players have obviously taken to them and um, they've been there and done that as players themselves, which is important. And no one better to learn from than Stuart Baxter, especially in a big game like this. Yeah, but uh, but I think it's 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 um, for me, Sean. I I I feel like Stuart Baxter coming in. He knows exactly what is expected of him, and he knows how long it will actually take him to to actually get to a level where he can say, now as a team, we are a little bit sane. We can start now competing. Um, as for the players, it's important because most of them are playing for their lives. Are playing for their contracts, of course. Um, they're playing to redeem themselves. They're playing. There's a lot of things that happens uh, that's happening at the Chiefs camp, and this game it's 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 one of those games that can actually help the guys that have struggled, that face so much within the season to actually redeem themselves. And uh, a better way to do that with uh, one of the biggest trophies in the continent. And um, and also, I think I think they should be proud of themselves, irrespective of what happens. You know, to be able to balance the two and be able to 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 to, to manage to get to the top eight, um, the last you know day of the season, and and be able to still continue. I think now because of they know what the experience is like, and I it will actually help them going forward. Because now you expose those younger boys now that uh, um, you exposed them in the Champions League. Um, space you expose them as to what the demands are and and that can only help the player to mature and grow quicker and when you come back into the PSL eventually become a better player and by that it helps the team to become stronger so irrespective of what happens I think Chiefs actually won this season. Hmm. I mean we obviously couldn't watch the game for broadcasting reasons but I managed to uh, look up the stats and uh, watch the highlight or two. <laughs> um, every single stat was just overruled by we did the, the possession, the shots, the shots on targets, all of that. Obviously, the only one that wasn't was how many goals were scored in the match. I mean, you could you can just like get a sense of a feeling that Kaiser Chiefs wanted this, that they need this for for, for their mental state, so to say. Their, their defensive efforts were just unbelievable. So we're hoping to see that coming through again. The, the, the well-minded let's play the game guys this weekend um i, I believe um i believe bruce Bruvelman was uh was man of the match so what a he was a machine you know, he's like sean a, roberts in his prime was, thank, thank you very much what a what a game to step up to the plate eh? i mean she's such a young keeper playing in the, the champions league it's uh fantastic one for the future and he's his contract's also up i think take off so it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah yeah and uh Royal am busy looking for players as well so we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> um there was another semi-final that happened al akhli versus es tunis coach pizza doing the business once again i don't know if you guys managed to uh to see um any highlights or stats about that game but if you did what did you make of it Stats, stats, stats. I, I, I didn't, uh, Aiden, but I think just touching on what Teko said last week is that um, Al Akhli certainly aren't uh, the Al Akhli we've known in the past in terms of they, they're definitely not walking over teams, and we've seen this in this result as well. Now, I remember Teko saying last week that uh, Tunis is a very, very good team, and, and, they've, and they've shown that. And I think Al Akhli now have a lot of work to do in terms of uh, an away game now coming. It's, it's 
I think uh, pizza is going to be tested. I really, really do. Mm, mm. One more question before we move on here, guys. If the final just if the final of the CAF just so happens to be Chiefs versus Al Ahly, what would it mean for South African football to see Chiefs versus Pizza in the final? Oh, sure, huge, huge. Um, you know, I mean, Chiefs being. I could be wrong, one of the, if not the uh, biggest supported team in Africa, certainly one of the top three, um, going against the coach that we all know that they secretly wanted and probably at the end of the day couldn't afford. Um, yeah, it's, it'll be huge. It'll be a huge day for SA football. It'll be a huge day for world football, to be fair. Um, and it'll, it'll, it'll be amazing in terms of the season that Kaiser Chiefs have had and managed to find themselves in that position. Um, that's truly incredible and if they go on to win it as well, I mean that is just, uh, you, you, know, you, you can't really comprehend that it's the same team that has been playing in the league. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 you know, it's, it's so bizarre and, um, and again I want to reiterate it just shows what a little shift can do within a team and its morale. So um, there's no reason that Kaiser Chiefs cannot make this final and, and once they're in it, as Teko has said many times before, anything can happen in football. Um, whoever could have an off day, they could have a great day. Uh, individual mistakes play a part, obviously, um, whether teams step up to the plate or not in terms of it being such a, a massive game. That also comes into effect, but it's a, it'll be absolutely huge for the continent and obviously South Africa in particular. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. Boys, now Teko, I want to talk about this Royal AM and what's been happening there. Um, Sean McKeezer, the, the CEO of, of Royal AM, has, has, has said, no, she's not playing uh, the game against Chipper United. Her post read, I don't want to be in contempt of court. From where I'm sitting, why was Judge Sunderland's, Sutherland's ruling respected? Is it mm -hmm. because he is a white man? <laughs> and why is Judge Niati's ruling better dis being disrespected? Niati has ruled and his ruling is very clear. Now this mm. morning, as we've both seen, it says now they've had a change of heart and they want to play against Chipper. So they've cost Supersport United, uh, sorry, Supersport in general, the broadcasters over 2 million Rand in terms of being a no-show with that game. Um, the PSL have, have continuously warned them and uh, Mkiza thinks she is a, a law on her own, I, I would take it. But, but She's a law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding citizens. <laughs> it is. It's it's humorous, right? I mean, it's 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 absolutely just ridiculous how you just take the law into your own hands, and seriously, you're coming up, coming up against the PSR. What do you think is going to happen? Like, there's going to be severe punishment, surely. Yeah, man. You know, first of all, Sean. Like, um, um, I would like to applaud Sean, like for for fighting for what she think is right mm -hmm. it's it's been a while since we've seen somebody that fights for something whether they're wrong or right in 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 south african football we have people that are just there's just yes sirs mm. everywhere they can go they're just saying yes mm. yes yes no problem when okay we'll be there so sean was fighting for something that she actually believes was right and for mm. the first time did like i understand okay we're a little bit of annoyed because now the league has been delayed and all that type of stuff but but I, I strongly believe that if I was in her shoes, I'll be doing the same thing. But it's just that also you, you here she comes in again, well, fighting for what she thinks is right, and uh, you're fighting the law that is there. Mm. But also the people that actually knew and were executing those laws, they're not practicing them. 
So that's it becomes a little bit tricky, Sean, as to whether you want to fight this or you want to keep quiet. Because now, if you don't, if you if you're not fighting this, you you actually saying to people that are supposed to be executing those laws that you guys are doing a great job, but else they not. Yeah. You understand? So I think even it's frustrating, even, right? It's really frustrating because I I remember her saying that this is is business end of the day. This is an investment for hers, and uh, she knows how much the status is of the PSL, and uh, she knows the difference between the PSL and 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 Red Africa in terms of uh, status. And and mm. and she's a businesswoman. She she knows what she's talking about, and 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 for me, it's just that I respect the person that does that, not because she's a female. Like you you see that should she, she there's a lot of females that have been in football. Yes. For the longest time, Natata Titlas has been in football for a gazillion years. So yeah. that 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 I'm not buying. I don't I don't I don't care whether you, someone can come in and say this is a male-dominated sport and what 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 what. So go to a female-dominated sport. So for me is what I'm saying is I like the fact that Sean fought for what she fought for, not because she's because this thing of politically and racially. And so for me, it's it's it's, it's got nothing to do with the game. I understand that everybody wants to, wants to win on the field of play. Nobody wants to win at somebody's court ruling and all the type of stuff. But when I say, you know, when when it gets political and racial, for me, it's no longer football. Yeah, I, I think I think the people we feel sorry for here are the players. I mean, I've read plenty of stories that they just want to play football. Like, get us on the pitch, let us play. That's what we paid for. And um, unfortunately, they're sort of stuck in the middle. And I think the last time we saw an owner stick up for themselves. Probably was your old boss, John Kamitas, in terms of the sports pizza sponsor. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then at least we got paid end of the month. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if, if, he's, if he said yes, okay, it's fine. Well, hey, guys, like there's a lot of teams that, that really, really, really can't survive without big sponsorships. No, you know, absolutely, and I'm yeah. sure Royal AM is one of them, even though the, the owner is, is is super wealthy. But um, so, in a nutshell, what do you make of this, Teko? You think, um, well, it says that they're now going to honor the game. Um, they're not going to honor the game anymore. It's well, This morning it says, Royal AM make sensational U-turn, will now honor PSL promotional play or fixture. Yeah. So, but, yeah. But the, the question is... Choice, right? Yeah, but the question is shown now. Now, because on on the date that was supposed to uh, the game when the game was supposed to take place, they didn't own the fixture. So now, yeah. who's going to play? So now, is is are they going to pay for uh, um, inconvenience to the, the team that was supposed to play against, which is cheaper? Yeah. Are they going to play for the extra accommodation days? You know those type of stuff. Because sure. like you're saying, they cost they did cost uh, so much money for from the broadcaster side of things mm. but also the PSL I think I think there will be repercussions for this but I also think that PSL wants to get this one over and done with mm. and then be able to come back and deal with with her because there's a lot of things I think that Sean actually did that she wasn't supposed to do yes. like after winning the, the, the after, she, after she thought that she wanted the, the, the promotion she, she bought her players medals you know trophies those things don't have, you're not supposed to do those things <laughs> but but <laughs> but but I think the PSO will deal with that later on. I think uh, they want to deal with what's more important, which to um, uh, make sure that the players play so that we can uh, they can be able to draft that fixture as well for next season. 
and then they'll probably deal with her when when, when it's necessary. I mean, you know what, Tekko, it's just you put yourself in some of these players' shoes, right? These guys have got families. Yeah. Um, all they want to do is play football. They've been told they won the league. They've been told they haven't won the league. They're banking on certain bonuses. Um, th this cannot happen at a professional level. Do you know what I mean? And every yeah. year we talk about something crazy that has gone in within the, you know, w within the, the NFD or the PSL or whatever it is. It's surely some, something's going to be done, man. This is, I mean, it, it makes for good talking, right? But we, we, we played the game. We know what it's like. We, we know the stresses. And now in terms of, you know, I didn't have kids or married back then, but in terms of providing and you're in this situation, that's going to be the biggest challenge. It, it, it is, Sean. And, and you look at, look, you, 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 of course, you're in this position as a footballer and uh, whether you believe that you won or not, but you still want to play because that's what you want to do. You want to, you want to be in the field of play. But at the end of the day, as a footballer, I think as well, we, 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 we don't need to undermine footballers. There are many footballers that are smart these days. So they understand the business side of things. They understand that they, um, 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 this can be fought whether you win or not, but just because of integrity, just because of the law allows you to do so, you can do so. But, 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 but I also believe that that uh, it exposed so much of the law that we have within the South Africa, especially in terms of the period of, of, of how they need to execute it and when, because now it affected so much by just delaying on it, you know, and, 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 and within the law itself, it, it'll, uh, Sean has, she has the money to appeal until 2035. Mm. So, so, mm. so, so therefore it, it delays everybody else. And yes, the players wants to get paid. The players needs, uh, they've got families to feed. But let's look at where the problem started. The problem was the team that, which is Polokwane City, couldn't, um, didn't have enough under 23 players to fill because most of them had COVID. Uh, they were, um, um, yes. they tested positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. So now it comes back to the situation. It comes back to, to, to what I've always asked, not on this podcast though, but I've always asked that, is it necessary for us to have that ruling that we need to have a certain number of under 23 players? How is it benefiting us? If it's not, why stick with it? Because the problems are, there are COVID issues with teams. There are teams that are going to face this. And also, and, and, and also you, 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 every team that is there wants to have the best under 23 players to be able to get promoted. Not every under 23 players. So now you're forced to have players that are not even, um, 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 have the same standard or the standard that they can participate in Clare Africa, just because the rules say so. I, th I think we need to look at the rule. If the rule is beneficial, yes, let's stay, let it stay there. But five is a lot. Uh, whatever number they give it, it's a lot, Chief, because of this COVID, this COVID issues now. And now, if if we're in a better situation in terms of the rules and the rules, we wouldn't be here. Look, take. I mean, there's two ways of looking at that, right? Obviously, there's the the, the virus that's going around. But on the bigger scheme of things, in terms of player development, you would like the under 23s to come through. That, that that's a given, obviously. But then you think of the guys that haven't made it in the PSL, have been released and you are, are, you know, 26, 27, maybe 30, 31, and th their place that they cannot get into an NFD team because they're too old. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't, mm. I, we've definitely spoken about this at length before, but that's 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 huge, man. That's crazy. And, and like like I've said, these guys have got families, they've got mouths to feed, and, and these guys might be a very, very good player. It's just not good enough for the PSL obviously good enough for the nfd but they're not going to make nfd because they've got to have certain amounts of under 23s i mean it's madness and 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 also you, you're speaking of those players those players still can't be able to play in a disc challenge disc challenges for those under 23s 
Correct. You can put gazillion rules there that uh, this under 23s must be what what. We've got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But in a glad Africa should be given that's a space where everybody should be given an opportunity irrespective of where you come from irrespective of your age. Yeah, the point. PSL should be a space where everybody gets a chance. Mm. Everybody must earn their place to come there. With mm. so many rules. Look, dude, first of all, before they get into under 23 as well, they must change the rule of foreigners. Mm. They must oh. change the, the rule as to, do you need to have a certain number of caps within your national team mm-hmm. before you can be signed by South African team. Because this, doing the Premier League, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we do have good, good, good foreigners. We want to continue with that. But 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 there's a lot of guys that are bringing that are they're not helping the game to go up, and they've taken an opportunity for somebody else, a local player that could have been doing the job there. And usually they're getting paid more than the local players. Of course they yeah. do, Sean. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That those are the rules that they need to change. Those are the rules that they need to change because because you want the standard of football to go up. Yes, we can't be uh, you, uh, there can't be any player Angie, that feels like you know they can come into the PSL and play and go to to this league in Lesotho where there's two teams and play and go to Watwat and play and come back into the PSL. What, we, what? we we regard ourselves as one of the best leagues in the continent. Yeah, we've got the biggest broadcaster that we have within the continent. I think maybe we're the most paid league in the continent. Oh, by far, yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot of things that we need to change instead of changing. That's what I'm saying. Leave the opportunities that are there. Leave the doors open for other guys to come in from whatever country they want to come in. But there's certain numbers of qualification that they should have. You need a certain number of games that you need to have. For us, for standards of football, for us to go up, open the Glad Africa. Yes, there is a rule. Probably maybe you need to register five or five or six under 23 players. And every other game, they need to, they need to have three or four players participating in it. So that you can have the standard of football to go up to be stronger so that other teams can come in here because we know the truth of the matter is not all the under-23s are that good. That's why we don't even have under-23s. Yeah. Scary thought, man. I've said it before. Get Teko Modise involved in the PSL, guys. You speak yo, sense. You yo, 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 speak yo, sense. Hey, my friend, I enjoy my sleep. Eh? There you <laughs> get a call at 3 o'clock. There's a meeting at 6. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you've only gone to bed at 3 a.m. So it's Dude! Fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. right, and you get there at yeah. something that you could have discussed over the phone. You're like, ah, guys. <laughs> exactly, bro. Let's just enjoy the free chow anyway. Um, right. Bafana squad for 2021 Kosafa Cup has been announced. Uh, which is set to get underway next month. <clears throat> On Tuesday, the Bafana Bafana assistant manager, Harman Kalele, revealed the identities of the 20 players, <clears throat> excuse me, who will be representing the nation in Nelson Mandela Bay during next month's Kosafa Cup tournament. <clears throat> he goes on to say the objective is to win the Kosafa Cup and that will help us with our preparations for the World Cup qualifiers. As the host nation, South Africa has been drawn alongside regional neighbors Lesotho, Swatini and Botswana in Group A, and we'll get the campaign underway on the 7th of July. Swatini, that's Mozambique, right? No, no, that's... No, um, no, Swaziland. Swaziland, okay. Yeah, Swatini. Uh, take any surprises in the in the group we spoke of uh, obviously it's um it's horrible to label any uh Bafana team the B team or a, a lack of foreigners yeah. coming in but it certainly does show it um um for me you know uh, Bruce Vuma without a doubt deserved Longwana from Arrows he's done well um Russian Duruk uh, obviously steps uh, out stands out for me uh Gobo from Swallows done well mm. um Bugani Sam is done well for Pirates so 
you know, defense looking decent. Um, Kulise from Sundowns, obviously in the midfield. Uh, Tutwa from Leopards has a great season. Happy Mashiani. Um, Goodman Mosela, who's one for the future without a doubt. And then only two strikers in terms of Khlongwane, uh, who we've been raving about over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, Mabasa from Pirates. Interesting, only two strikers. I think... Um... I think it's it's interesting, yes, in a sense that you 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 have two strikers, and one of the strikers that you selected as well is has been struggling with injuries. Yeah. So I think for me that's the that's that's risky, but but for me, I've, 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 like Sean Kosafe has always been important, and for me it's it's it was the, the transport that helped me to to fast forward so much of my career because oh, really? it gave me, yeah it gave me an opportunity. Mm. And um, and and I think this is the platform where the coach is is able to assist the players who are ready to be brought up into the final fold, to the mm. final setup, right? And um, you look at the guys that are here, you know, there's 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 Ethan Brooks, with TS Galaxy, mm. that those are the type of things that I like. You know, mm. Sitebe, you know that normally when you when you have the the, the, the strong Bafana team, those are, those are the type of guys that would be normally been given a chance. So I think having them in that setup, letting uh, uh, um, uh, expose them in that level so that mm. they understand what the, the Bafana Bafana setup is like, I think that would give them confidence. I think Vincent Pule as well. Um, of course, um, you spoke about Vuma, and, uh, but yeah, Osfisa as well. Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> 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 okay, I mean, it, it, it seems like a decent squad, right? I'm not too sure what the other squads are like, but uh, you you would put money. Well, I wouldn't put money, but I mean, you you, you would sort of back Bafana to go all the way here, surely. With the talent that we have, especially looking at the midfields, you've got mm. you've got um, Kulisi, Brooks, you know, Sukhota. Keaton Phillips has been wonders at uh, Supersport as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have Vincent Pule over Mashian, which I'm not sure whether they'll participate to Mashian because they're still involved with KZ Chiefs, blah, blah, blah. But but you have you've you've got so 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 much talent as well that you 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 expected to win because you're playing against Lesotho, um, Swaziland, and those are not the strongest of of, of the leagues. You know, and again, so, that comes with its own pressures, right? Bafana um, needs to win this, should win this, and we all know what happens when Bafana is put under a bit of pressure. It's, it's not the prettiest of sights, but um, hey, comrade, yeah. we, we were under pressure to win Kosafa, and we win. We did easy, we, and we should. We won. I won it. I'm saying I don't care about you, Tech. I'm talking about this one. No, I was talking about me. <laughs> I played Kosafa. You didn't play Kosafa. I played Kosafa. Which one? Under 23 is there. Ah, year 2000 and we beat uh, Angola in the final oh okay nice say sorry nope yeah there we go at Mill Park actually that's where the final was I, yeah, um, yeah but you, 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 you're right you, you, it's important this, this is one of the important trophies that Bafana Bafana needs to win and, and it's more important for the players that have been given opportunity to show to the new coach you know that they are ready to be selected they are ready to play part and and, and and bigger games like qualifiers and those because those are big big games and I think these are the boys that will be given opportunity they should take it irrespective of who's not selected yet those who are given an opportunity they should take it for me I agree 
I agree. It is now time for the international news desk. We recorded this in post. Take a listen. We are joined now by Sokla Duma's international news correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing today, Kurt? Aiden, I'm good, thanks. How are you, man? I'm all good, my friend. Thank you so much. Okay, let's continue our weekly review of the Euro 2020. We've seen the completion of match days two and three. What is your overall outlook and outtake on these games? Uh, huge upset, Portugal um, getting thumped by Germany there. What was your overall outlook on these two match days? Yeah, I mean, um, I was very surprised by that Portugal-Germany game. Um, but Portugal, you know, were poor in defence, especially at, at fullback, where Germany exploited them with those two wing backs, um, Goosens and, and Kimmich. Um, but then Portugal uh, definitely redeemed themselves. I, I thought mm. against France, they switched it up. Um, it's a different formation, different um, strategy, different midfield and, too. Um, yeah, and 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 obviously, you know, uh, I think they got lucky with maybe one of those penalties mm. um, I, I thought the the punch on Danilo the Portuguese midfielder from um, Hugo Lloris the French goalkeeper I thought that was absolutely a penalty um, the second one I, I thought was a little harsh the handball um, I think it was Jules Kunde um, who was within a meter of of the Portuguese attacker when, when the ball struck his hand so yeah. I thought that he he didn't have time to put his arm away um, I thought Portugal, uh, France also themselves were, were given a weak penalty um, Mbappe was kind of taken down in the box by Semedo, but I thought that that was something soft. like that is yeah that's that's normally um, that's normally ignored by by referees at this level. So I was very surprised, but otherwise it was a great game. Of Pogba was phenomenal in the field. Oh, um, his passing um, was just was just incredible. But no, it was. Um, yeah, it's entertaining. I can't wait for this next round. You know, as a United fan, it's so frustrating to see how how good Paul Pogba actually is when he's consistent for France, but he's up and down with United. It's quite frustrating there. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next story, it's something that I, I can't wrap my head around. I, I think it's absolutely hilarious. The president of Barcelona has come out and said that he and the club are interested in signing Cristiano Ronaldo in hopes to play alongside Lionel Messi. <laughs> I don't know what you think of this, Kurt, but surely this this may be like a scenario that only exists in Laporte's head. Like, what is what is he thinking while doing this? Yeah, so it was kind of a surprise um, report. You know, when I when I saw it this week, I thought, you know, this is just typical of the man who is known to be quite box office and out there and has these big ideas and of course is dealing with a very very difficult financial situation at Barcelona yeah um, so he's trying to come up with smart ways to you know make the situation better um, and and perhaps he thinks that um, you know securing Cristiano Ronaldo's signature is a good way to bring in revenue I don't know um, but look I think we can only laugh at, at a rumor like that it's it's almost impossible to imagine Cristiano Ronaldo joining Barcelona when he had, you know, nine incredible years at Real Madrid, obviously Barcelona's rivals. Um, and when you consider that Ronaldo earns, you know, a big wage. So I don't think Barcelona would be able to afford him. Um, but if you look, I do, I've always said it, Messi and Ronaldo could definitely play together. Um, they wouldn't get in each other's way. Ronaldo naturally comes off the left, um, but has played more centrally in recent years, striker number nine. 
whereas Messi uh, comes off the right onto his left foot. Um, so they wouldn't get in each other's way. Messi is, you know, arguably the greatest playmaker of all time with his passing range and vision. Mm. Um, and then also scores goals himself. Um, while Ronaldo, you know, into his thirties has become a box striker, um, scores a lot of goals, um, is less effective from from deeper positions. So I just think those two would actually complement one another if we had to think of this scenario hypothetically. They would actually do really well together. Um, so it, it's something I would love to see. I would love to see them get together in like a charity game. I'm sure somebody is going to try and make that happen. Oh yeah, both retired. But but no, I mean crazy. I, I don't think it would ever happen. I don't think Barcelona would be able to sign Cristiano Ronaldo purely because of Ronaldo's relationship with Real Madrid. Um, um, but yeah, fun fun to imagine, definitely. Frightening to imagine, I think, as, as well. There. <laughs> um, but let's stick with Ronaldo. Two goals against Hungary, one against Germany, and two um, against France last night. He has now equaled Ali Dai's international goal-scoring record of 109 goals. Five goals in the group stages so far. Portugal have now progressed to the last 16. Coming up against Belgium, it's not going to be an easy match. I'm, I'm no. very, very excited. But do you think he'll be able to bag just, just one little goal against Belgium to to have the new world record? He's, he's more than capable of it, but will like Belgium's defence slip knowing that they have Ronaldo running at them? Uh, you know what? They do have an ageing defence, Belgium. Um, I don't know, Aiden. I, I think I think he probably will score. Um, I think it's written in the stars. Ronaldo's going to break that world record at this tournament. Um, and I think it's going to... That goal is going to help Portugal advance to, to the next round of the competition. Um, that's my prediction. I, I, you know, I, Coming into this, I wasn't so sure how Portugal mm. would do. Um, just because they were considered among the favourites. Because they are... Well, they they won the, the European Championship in 2016. Yeah, um, Ronaldo is off the back of a, a weird season. He scored a lot of goals, but there's plenty of speculation around his future. Um, but he did say recently that he's not really bothered by that. He said uh, it was quite funny. He said, "If I was 18, I, I would have sleepless nights." But I'm, you know, I'm 36 <laughs> now. Couldn't, couldn't give a f- about these rumors. So um, I do think that. Yeah, I mean, going into the tournament, I was kind of skeptical um, as to their chances. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing, they're playing okay. Um, they've got arguably the best player for the occasion um, in Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh yeah, just he's a big, big, big temperament. Yeah, is just you know, unbelievable. Probably like we've never seen it before. There's this whole thing around him. There's this aura around Cristiano Ronaldo in in big matches, and it's kind of like. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, he just makes it happen. Like his teammates can feed off that energy. Exactly. It generally falls to him. Um, and I think that going into that game with Belgium, um, I don't know if Portugal are favourites, because um, Belgium have been playing quite well themselves. Um, three group stage wins out of three. Yeah, Lukaku's, Lukaku's on great form. Um, but I do think that Portugal will advance. I do. And, you know, I, I was actually, I read on social media, I think it was last night, somebody saying, oh, Pinaldo, all he does is score <laughs> tap. Firstly, not everyone scores penalties. It's not as easy as people think. There's a huge psychological factor going on behind the scenes. And 100%. also, to score a tap in, you have to be in the right f-ing place at the right time, firstly. Yes. You, you can't just, oh, I'm standing here. Woo. No, you. he makes an effort like that. He was it against, that goal against Germany. He was the one that headed the ball clear. 
from Germany's attacking corner, runs 100 meters in 10 seconds, and then scores a tap-in. That's yeah. not as like easy as we think. So these people Definitely calling not. him Pinaldo, exactly. yes, he scores a lot of penalties, but he's good at them. And why wouldn't you want him to take your penalty in the first place? So I feel like exactly. I've just like ended that argument there. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, like, I feel like it's a silly argument. I, I actually used to be a penalty taker myself. I, must, I scored, I think my best ever season was, was because I was a defender right mm. back. I scored nine goals from, from penalties in one season. Um, but you know what, Aiden? In 20 years' time, nobody know, nobody will know that those were penalties. Nobody's going to remember Ronaldo for being a, a penalty taker. I mean, of course, he scores a lot of penalties and, and people do try and discredit his record by bringing up those numbers. But that's Cristiano Ronaldo's job. Yeah, And like you said, um, taking a penalty isn't easy, especially when you have the entire world watching you. Exactly. Um, especially when you have this reputation of being a goal scorer, a big match player. Um, all of those things will, you know, definitely creep into the mind of the average player. But Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, he has to be on a different level to keep that out and to not let that affect him. So it's it's a whole, it's a skill. It's absolutely a skill. A skill um, that cannot be taught, I think. It's just... 100%, yeah. But moving on, let's let's talk about this topic. I'm actually quite keen to chat about it. Um, Jaden Sancho, Borussia Dortmund star, is not getting a lot of game time for England at the Euros. Mm. I think he's only got like five minutes or so, and that was against the Czech Republic. Um, I saw a stat. In the last three seasons, he has assisted and scored close to 77 goals, which is yeah. the highest of any English-born player in any season in the last three years. Gareth Southgate was was asked this question at one of his press conferences, and his answer, I believe, was a cop out. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of young talent, and we, you know, we have to give them all a chance. That's bull. I, I don't believe that. Rio Ferdinand has also just come out and has said that Southgate has small T mentality. Is there truth behind Ferdinand's statement? Is there a deeper meaning behind the situation that we aren't aware about? I think so. I think there is some truth to it. Look, it's harsh because England. You know, no matter what anybody says, have qualified yeah. um, from the group, and they've topped the group, and they got to the semi-finals of the World Cup under Southgate. So, the football might not be fun to watch, but it is effective, and and there's no real argument there. Um, but I think that what 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 people want is for Southgate to be a bit more adventurous and to be a bit more creative in in the way he he wants his team to attack because it is really dull and boring. And I know that this might sound quite lame, but it's always about how football makes you feel. Um, and, and nobody really cares if England gets to the semi-final um, if they aren't playing attack, attacking creative football. I yeah. know a lot of English fans who weren't happy with England's performance at the, the 2018 World Cup, despite how far they got. Um, and, and I think it will be the same time round if England don't win. So I, I feel like Southgate runs a risk of getting a lot of stick if England don't come away with the trophy playing this kind of football. Um, because people will will feel, well, you know, you could have got to the semi-final and, and played better football, um, but instead we got to the semi-final playing boring football and we still come away trophyless. Um, so I do, I understand the frustration. Um, I'm not surprised by Sancho's exclusion. Um, Southgate is a conservative manager. Yeah. Um, and and I, and I tweeted it, I think it was before that that game against the Czech Republic, that, you know, we, we shouldn't be surprised that Southgate isn't allowing a young player to find himself in an England shirt in the middle of a major tournament. Because I, you know, having watched a lot of England's games over the last couple of years, I can't really recall one performance where Sancho stood out 
Um, you know, he hasn't really uh, made that spot his own. Of course, he's been, you know, phenomenal for Dortmund, um, but he hasn't really performed yet for England on the biggest stage. So I'm not, I'm not too surprised. Um, and, and the counter argument to that is that, well, if Southgate's not picking Sancho for because of his lack of experience and why is he going for Bukayo Saka, yeah. who is younger <laughs> and who has fewer international games. I, I get that argument, but he was he was phenomenal in that game, but he's also more of a system player, you know? Um, he's somebody who is going to do work off the ball and on the ball. Um, he's going to give 110% in every single minute that he's on the field. And I don't know if the same can be said for Sancho. Um, Sancho is a player with like supreme skill and ability, um, but but Saka might be a hard worker, and and I think Southgate. Well, it's clear that Southgate wants players who can fit into a system and do what he wants them to do. Um, so it's not always fun to watch, but at the end of the day, England have qualified. Um, I'm, I'm on the fence because I've watched all three of those games, and in all three of those games, I wish, you know, I wasn't watching them. <laughs> but um, Southgate comes out of it unscathed. But now. Against Germany, that's Ooh. that's a big game, Ooh. massive, massive game, and I think um, it's so English to go into that game worrying about what Germany are going to do when they aren't really playing that well. I know that they blew Portugal away, but they didn't perform well in their first game of the tournament. They didn't perform well against Hungary. Yeah, um, no, I was so, on the edge of my seat. Should be going into that game as favourites. Yeah, um, and it's at Wembley, I believe. So exactly, but I fear that Southgate is going to go into that game trying to think of ways to stop Germany as opposed to ways to hurt Germany. And, I like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be, that's going to be, a, I hope it's not a hard watch. I hope, I hope, you know, I hope Grealish starts and I hope oh, yeah. Kane finds form and I, and I hope that Sterling plays well. I know that Sterling also received a lot of criticism lately. Um, I hope he doesn't pick two defensive midfielders, but we know he will. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, there's no point. We, all, we, all we can do is hope, I guess. <laughs> exactly, um, but yeah, I can't wait for the game. Only time will tell. But that is unfortunately all we have time for today, Kurt. Thank you so much for the international news breakdown. That was Kurt Buckerfield, Sokla Duma, international news correspondent. Have a fantastic day further. You too, Aiden. Cheers, man. And welcome back. Gentlemen, it is now time for Place Your Bets. The CAF Champions League, s- s- second leg of the semi finals. Kaiser Chiefs versus We Dad in. Soweto, who you got? I'm going um I'm going one one and Chiefs to go through. Okay, yeah. two one aggregate then. Cool, cool. Yeah, Checker. Uh, uh, it's a draw, but Chiefs will go through. No score line. Is that right? Nil nil or what? One one. One one. Okay. Uh-huh. And then the other the other semi-final, Al Akhli versus ES Tunis. You know what? I'm gonna go with the underdogs here. I'm going with a um I'm I'm going with a one nil victory for Tunis and to Tunis to take it in extra time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You just want Pizzo to be fired. No, 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 no. I, li- I like him. I'm very close with him. But I-, I do think there's an upset here. And I do think these are the football gods leading towards Kaiser Chiefs. Ah, I think it's going to be um, a 1 1 all draw again. But where Alakli also go through. Because, mm. yeah, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be highly tactical and very close. But still, you know, because of the away goal rule, and then one has to go through. So. After Group F finished last night in the Euros, the round of 16 draw has been completed. Belgium versus Portugal. Oh. Oh. Uh, it's not, guys, this, it's not even a big game. Come on. Wow. 
Belgium. I mean, Teko, I think it is a big game. <laughs> no, it's not. I think Belgium are going to take it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it's. Have you have you actually watched how Portugal play? But anyways, that's a story for another day. Belgium, <laughs> Portugal. Tell us how you really feel. Who you got, Tex? Ah, uh, Belgium, it's obvious. Ah, Belgium. Because because look, you 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 watch all the games that uh, that Portugal have actually played. They just there to defend and absorb pressure, and uh, and trying to create chances out of that. Nothing else. There's no other way that they can win any game. That's how they approach every game. And you're going to the knockout stages where you need to change your strategy. And by changing your strategy, which means you will be get exposed at the back, which we know Pepe is the weakest link of them all. Um, um, who's that boy that was used to play for Barcelona right at the back that got injured Nelson yesterday? Semedo. Semedo is also the weakest link of them all. So there's a lot of, lot of deficiency at the back. And 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 this is a knockout stage in that you're playing against Lukaku, who's chilly hot, and uh, you've got the the brain who's 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 the brain, and then you've got you you've got a number one team in the world. Let's put it like that. You're playing against the number one team in the world. What a, what a breakdown! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I need so, to rethink my choice there. Yeah, um, thank you. And I'm I'm someone who who will admit when they were wrong. So so Teko, congratulations, your beloved Germany have made it. Thank um, you. So they're coming up against England uh, though at Wembley. Um you see? That that can't be sure. an easy game there. Um, oh Aiden, 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 Aiden. Let me school you, my friend. Let me Here school you. Sean. Here we go. Sean, have you watched England? I, oh, it's, it's like a, it's like um I would rather not, but I have, unfortunately, yes. Yes. So who are they playing against now? They're playing against Germany. Germany are very unpredictable, especially this tournament. Mm. But even when they are unpredictable, is England stronger than Germany on the on eleven versus eleven? No, sir. Thank you. You, you look you look at the problem. You've you've got Maguire, Aiden. You've got Maguire. Hey, and, leave uh, Slabhead out of this. He's a nice guy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And 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 for me is I, I I strongly feel like England do have an opportunity, but I think the person that shoot themselves for the food, I think it's the coach. I think he he's got no idea, no clue what he wants to do. Mm. Like you never know what he's gonna do. So he changes the full backs. Um, um, you've got one of the best players for England for the last two years. He hardly plays him. Who are you talking then about? You want, who, who's the best? Who's the best attacking player at at, at at the England squad right now besides Sancho? Uh, None. With numbers, um, number of assists, number of stats. goals. With stats. With stats. With stats. The only other attacker no that one. I can think of. No, no, Aiden, take your time. I'll wait. I don't know. No I, one. I don't know the English team off the top of my head. Uh, it's no, not you've Harry Sterling, Foden, Rashford. Uh, uh, Harry Kane, those are attacking players. You can you can include Mitchell. There's nobody that has better numbers yeah, than that boy. No, that's true. So is it, is it safe to say Teko's going with Germany? I think so. <laughs> uh, England is going home. Yeah. They are home anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 a massive game. I have to go with England, even though um, you know I, I I am. No, it's fine. We 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 okay. Germans yeah, are okay. I'm gonna go with England. Um, it's a massive game in terms of football worldwide. England, Germany, the, the battle that's been going on there for years and years and years. So uh, I'm going with England. I, I do tend to believe Turkey and understand where he's coming from, but I have to stick with the, the English faithful. Yeah. You know what? I I, I understand that completely. Teko, you, I don't know. They have been. Hey guys, Teko's go with aggressive. your go with England. It's 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 fine. I'll remind you. I'm, I'm writing this down. I'm, I'm writing. Right. I still have that piece of paper in front of me where I've written that said Teko says Germany will win. <laughs> it's, it's still here. I still yeah, have yeah. it. 
Um, Thank you. And the last, the last uh, round of sixteen game, I want to get you guys' predictions here for is Wales versus Denmark. Ah, yeah, yeah. Where's that played? I think in Europe. Good answer, Aiden. Very good. Very, very good. He said, I think in Europe. He's clever. He's fine. Wales and who? I'm going Wales. Sean, you're saying Wales. I'm going Wales, bro. Underdogs. Ah, man. I'm going for nobody. For nobody. It's a draw. What? Nah, I won't even watch that game. I I mean, the car wash. The the whole reason I brought that game up is because it's such a tribute to Christian Eriksen, guys. It's no, no, no. First time Denmark have qualified for the last for the round of 16 in any European Championships. It's their first time in their history. And speaking of history, it is now time for this week in football history. Ah. That was smooth, eh? That was smooth. Thank you. (laughs) That was smooth. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week in 2002, the brilliant Brazilian Ronaldinho managed to lob goalkeeper David Seaman from 35 yards out with an audacious effort. It was a cross. Was it though? Yes. I think it was a goal because England did get knocked out of the World Cup because of that. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm calling it a goal. Yeah. yeah. And this and week in 2003. <laughs> this week in 2003, Orlando Pirates beat Tottenham Hotspurs 2 1 in a pre season friendly. Uh, Pirates did take the absolute out of the traveling Spurs side, something that we will never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few birthday wishes to extend as well. This week, we want to wish French legend, footballing icon, serial winner, headbutt master Zinedine Zidane a very happy birthday. The king of shittery himself. What a guy. We would also like to wish former Ivory Coast player Sheikh Toyota a very happy birthday. This week would have been his 35th birthday. He sadly passed away four years ago this week. Wow, and the wow. best way to celebrate his life is to remember that brilliant goal in Newcastle's unforgettable four-goal comeback against Arsenal in 2011. Wow. May his legacy live on forever. I remember watching that goal and yeah, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps goal, talking eh? about it now. It was, to put it politely, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And last but not Toyota. least, we want to wish the Argentinian maestro Lionel Messi a very happy birthday. He was born 34 years ago to this day. And as the saying goes, the rest is history. I love learning about interesting moments in football history. It's, it's almost like we're traveling through time, Sean. Um, wow. And when it comes to traveling, the best thing for the car wash crew is a car of the week. <laughs> Very good, eh, Jacob? Give this man some pills. Give that man some more caffeine. <laughs> Very, very impressive. But this week's car is super sports sensation, Tebojo Mokwena. He has got one of the new 2020 A3 saloon. There's more than enough leg and headroom for a couple of tall adults up front. However, while shoulder room is far from tight, it's worth noting that the AC A3 saloon is narrower than the A4 and the BMW 3 Series. Pricing and running costs for the A3 saloon are roughly in line with the equivalent versions of the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe and the Mercedes A-Class Saloon. What's more, it'll cost you a lot less than the A4 or the BMW 3 Series with the same sort of power and spec. In conclusion, the A3 Saloon is tidy in the bins, comfortable and well-equipped, making it a very competitive option against its closest rivals, being the 
the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe and the Mercedes A-Class Saloon. However, the A4 is worth the extra if you can afford it because it's quieter and has a classier and more practical interior. Likewise, the BMW 3 Series betters the A3 in those areas and it also, it's also more enjoyable to drive. I give it an 8.5 out of 10. It's coming in at around 500 to 550 plus. Mm, another high rated car. I love it. I love it. And I like it. I didn't know if I liked the, the Audis with the boot, but I actually do. It's growing on me. Don't, mm. don't most cars have a boot? No, but like the, the, the saloon, so the extended boot, not the... Uh, oh, no, those are, ooh, that's a nice Audi then, hey? It's nice, eh? And they made an S3 in it as well, which is quite nice. Oh, yeah. So, Sean, can you stay, please stay with us here? What motivation have you got for us this week? Yes, sir. My good friend and coach extraordinaire, Coach uh, Rulani, befriended the parts of you that you will think make you unworthy. Embrace your flaws and understand them and give them love and support. What is he talking about? I don't know, bro. He's sitting on a chair in a super sports studio, looking cool, looking dapper. I support it anyway. There's so many meanings you can actually take from that. It's like an abstract, artistical comment almost. It, it's quite. A... He, he, he's saying embrace your flaws. He's saying if you focus on what you're not good at, you're not going to be good at them. But if you take them as something to learn from, boom, the world is your oyster. But no, we don't like oysters. oysters but... <laughs> oh my goodness and that yeah. is how we wrap up episode 79 of the car wash whether you have been listening on slpodcast.coza google play apple podcast or mahi king 96.7 fm's game time thank you so much for tuning in i've been your host aiden that has been sean roberts thank you sir and that has been mr teka modisa uh, bye thank you man here we will see you all same time same place next week peace out Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.